Why, hello there, Mr. Langel. We are live. Hello, sir. We are live. <laughs> How's it going? Ah, uh, I mean, wow, actually, wild. good, good, good. I kind of, I mean, I feel like I whine about how mm, maybe overwhelmed I am or have been whining for a little while. It, that's kind of subsided a bit, um, which is nice. Uh, and Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. you you wouldn't stop talking about that uh, during the podcast last week. It was just nonstop whining from you. I actually don't remember, but I'm, it's always nonstop whining, isn't it? <laughs> well, we didn't do a podcast last week, so. Ah, ah, you opted not to upload the whining. We'll say. <laughs> we'll say. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, life gets you. But um, yeah, no, stuff, stuff, is, uh, stuff is good. How, uh, how about you coming up in the end of the year? It's December already. It is December. That's, uh, that's craziness. That is craziness. Um, Are you on track yeah. to beat your uh, your goal number of <laughs> games or whatever? I am. I think there's uh, four weeks left in the year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I have beat 51 games this year. So if, if I can't manage 52 in the next couple of weeks, that's uh, severely below my average pace for the year. I mean, man, I'm telling you, uh, Kirby's Dreamland is like <laughs> half an hour. You just We could just stop the podcast right now. Uh, maybe. I mean, I've, I've been putting, uh, a ton of time into Guild Wars 2, uh, which is a game that doesn't have an end per se. I was going to say, can you beat that? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I used to, so, so I used to like also kind of like record games I'd finished, not with any gold, just like, just mm-hmm. for fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, I have all these games on that, that list or I had that list, um, that are like, you can't really beat them. But like, once I was satisfied, I did everything you could do. I kind yeah. of just add them. It's like Pac-Man. You you get I forget the exact levels, but you get to like level seven, and then it repeats yeah. the same twelve levels. Like once I went through that, it's like okay, I've I've finished the whole game. So yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there's so there's episodic content within the game. Like mm-hmm. there's uh, there's the primary personal story of your character, which um, expands as you buy the different uh, expansions. But also, they had like a, a living world um, mechanic where they just introduced new story periodically between expansions I see. so so i've considered all those different uh storylines to be individual games because you know i'll, I'll put more time into any one of those storylines than i would the average game right like like i played unravel for six hours and beat that but like it's it's taking like 20 some hours in guild wars 2 to, to get through with the current storyline that i'm playing which is the ice brood saga I see. <laughs> haven't you uh, haven't you put like thousands of hours into Guild War Guild Wars across your life? Yeah, let, let me open it up right now, and I can tell you the uh, the horrifying truth. <laughs> uh, um, I I don't have uh, I don't have the original Guild Wars saved anymore, so I, I can't mm-hmm. tell you specifically how many hours I put into that. But they have this uh, horrifying feature where you can type like slash age in chat or something and it tells you like how many hours you've played how many minutes you played uh, the character right um so i'm i'm literally waiting for it to open up right now uh and and i'm just rambling mindlessly while i wait for it to open okay so it's open so uh, age so i've played this character mm-hmm for 1,459 hours and 39 minutes over the past 2,988 days. <laughs> Is that your most played game? I I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I feel like I've probably played like like melee that much. I mean, yeah. we had a melee club at work, and we would like go in early in the mornings, and like we were playing that like on weekdays for like three hours a day for like three years. So I mean, yeah. Let's see. There's about two hundred ish workdays. I mean, when you think of like uh, holidays and whatnot, and like days you miss. And so we probably didn't do three hours every single day, but that's like 600 days. It's probably like, yeah. you know, I don't know, 700, 800, 900 hours plus any other time I put into it around that. Yeah. Um, well, so I bought, I bought this game. Uh, I guess if I do the math from, from the age that it just told me, I would have bought this game September 26, 2013. Hmm. Um, and as you know, um, in January, 2013 is when I quit working in film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and went to live in San Francisco where I wasn't legally allowed to work. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so you <laughs> you basically worked full time on like advancing through guild. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I I would have played a considerable amount of Guild Wars one leading up till mm-hmm. uh, till September, and then decided to finally bite the bullet and get into Guild Wars two in that September. That's funny. I have um, never played either. It's 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 one of those things. I am scared to get involved in because you tell me things like you've played a thousand hours <laughs> and I think you know, I, I could go through like some courses. I could like graduate yeah. school in that time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think I did the math and I, I think this year, um, I, I, I'm just ballparking the number anymore. Cause I don't remember if I even wrote it down, but I think I did something like 400 hours of studying Japanese this year. Mm hmm. So, I don't know if you consider that's basically like four years worth of studying something right there <laughs> mm-hmm. in in just like your spare time. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely uh, it definitely makes a difference um, in in things I could have been doing with my time. Just from Guild Wars, it's easy <laughs> to think that way though. I mean, I would think back on like the Smash Brother time. I mean, I would probably have been, I guess, working more. Because I was yeah. at work, maybe I would go home a little earlier. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, no regrets. It was fun. It's it's hard because I've got a bit of an addictive personality type, mm-hmm. or not not addictive. I mean, obsessive, mm-hmm. I guess. So I don't know if I've got ADD or what. I've never been diagnosed, but I, I have this tendency where it can be really hard to focus on whatever is actually important for me to focus on. But, but I, I, so I tend to procrastinate things until the last minute and then I'm able to like, for whatever reason, really focus on it Mm -hmm. at the last minute. Um, I, I think there's an element of that in everyone. You might have it worse than everyone else. I don't know, but yeah, but I don't know. There's, there's just like something where I, I can ignore tasks Mm-hmm. very very easily up until it, it kind of matters and then i i like obsessively can't stop doing it mm-hmm. like um i don't know when i when i do get into working inside projects and stuff like i might not be able to get myself to start it until like four in the afternoon or something but then i can't <laughs> stop until like four in the morning <laughs> that's a little unusual maybe <laughs> yeah so I, I I don't know. It's there's there's something um, about the game design in MMOs where they constantly are giving you like tasks to do, 
like there's a there's constantly expanding checklists of things that need to be done mm-hmm. and events that are happening and stuff and and it, there's just there's something about that that makes it hard to put down it's kind of like a game of civilization i guess where it's just yeah, like no. you keep thinking oh i'll just do this one last thing this one next thing um and then for whatever reason once i do all those things then it's just like i'm able to completely shut it off and, and ignore it entirely like I, I i did i haven't played this game uh in over a year i think um before before this latest storyline came out and then i waited for the entirety of the storyline to come out and then now i'm i'm like binging on it and, and getting through this whole section and then once that's done i'll be able to put it aside and i i don't really feel the same impulse to like join in and do like the competitive aspect of it yeah uh i don't know how i feel that, that makes me want to avoid the genre altogether um, mm. I mean, I've been through the whole like civilization obsession. Uh, mm-hmm. I also am not really, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like lightly competitive, I guess. Like I like, I mean, that's why melee is fun. It's like four minute yeah. matches and you just go and you laugh and you move on with your life. Right. It's not like this hyper uber serious thing where mm-hmm. people are like upset if they lose and very dedicated. And like a game is like, even just like getting up into like half an hour, I'm kind of like, eh, I'd rather just have a fun experience for half an hour than be like uber competitive over that time probably i think you haven't um, been playing that with your kids have you what's that you haven't played that with your kids have you what melee yeah <laughs> i mean they've seen me playing it and wanted to play and, and like walked the character off the edge basically but i, I don't like fight i don't <laughs> i don't play against them <laughs> okay I was, I was gonna say uh my the experience with my kid is uh it can be something to get upset over <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yes well um that's that happens even in like the easiest of games. So. Um, if you have two kids, they, they basically make reasons to uh, get upset over. Like, I mean, oh man, the the goose. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the uh, Untitled Goose game. Yeah, I kind of I... hate the two-player mode because you can't let the ducks or the goose, the geese, I guess, uh, like wander away from each other very far. Yeah. And like in, in your play case, I think, where it's like adult and child, you know, adult can mm-hmm. kind of like control the situation and make sure that they don't get away from each other. But when it's two kids, yeah. all they do is scream at each other because they want to go <laughs> in different directions. And the game barely permits them to separate themselves at all. Right. Yeah. And like you have to sit there the whole time and very carefully like help them. Like you can't just kind of watch and chuckle and talk about it and laugh. You have to like constantly help whoever go in whatever direction. And I don't know. It sucks. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's uh it's definitely a case where as the parent i just kind of let him do what he's going to do and i try to keep up with him yeah and see i don't even have that option because then whoever not playing kid uh, whoever whichever kid is not playing wants to play so i give them my controller it's not like two of the three of us will play like if one of us is not going to play it's going to be me right and then they scream so it's just a frustrating mess I'd I'd consider putting one up for adoption. Yeah, make, right. Make the gaming makes it a lot easier. <laughs> well, it's what's 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 more ridiculous is that I have uh, like this two. I have like the um, the older systems over to the side, so I kind of have like mm-hmm. two games set up, uh, two <laughs> two gaming setups, I guess. And so, yeah. like the easiest thing to do is turn on two of the same game, and so yeah. you can emulate like Mario Kart. Uh, sorry, like uh, Mario Paint on one TV and Mario Paint on the other. No screaming, they just play, whatever. And it's like nice. really nice. Yeah. So that's been the most successful uh uh like two player experience. Get them both their own systems. I mean, uh nice, nice. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's it's uh, it's worked pretty well uh, doing two player stuff with my kid. Uh, but yeah, we we totally have the same thing where uh, if my wife ever comes in and decides she wants to play too, then my kid starts getting possessive with the controllers and like determining which parent is going to play when. And mm. uh, it, it's uh, it's not as uh, enjoyable. But we we just finished uh, the two of us playing um, Never Alone. The, like you and your wife, or you and your kid? Me, and my kid. Oh, cool. Yep. How's that? Uh, that's, uh, that's is it like Russian or it's based in Russia? It's based in like Siberia with the wolf or something. Am I thinking uh, right game? Sort of. Um, it is with the wolf. Uh, no, it's a it's a, an Inuit child. Okay, totally. Uh, off. And, I think it's the game I'm thinking of. I just got my whatever background wrong. Yeah, and it's an Arctic <laughs> fox, not a wolf. Okay. But, okay, uh, might be the same game. <laughs> So not not quite the same, but there is an animal and it is multiplayer and it does take place in the Arctic. Right on, right on. Uh, it was good. I, I picked that one up back in uh, 2013 as well uh, and just finally got around to, to playing that. Um, it was a nice co-op experience, uh, but I... It's funny, you it like predated your kid who you now play it with now that he's uh six almost seven wow your kid is isn't he seven when is he seven he's seven very tomorrow. soon what tomorrow tomorrow yeah. oh wow wow okay congrats or something yeah that's uh you know if 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 we were in the wild uh I sh- i'd be pretty proud of him making it to this age and still being alive <laughs> not not sheltered in a bubble for seven years yeah <laughs> here we are here we are uh but but uh i've i've got more than uh just him being alive to be proud of now now it's uh, the fact that he beats video games <laughs> whereas my kids will fiddle with a controller and like the the millisecond an enemy shows up they like throw the controller and run into the other room <laughs> i uh he he can be like that <laughs> my son i i was he was um, he wanted to play something, which is always annoying. Well, I shouldn't say annoying. It's always a challenge because you have to mm-hmm. find the game that's like, I mean, maybe I'm just being an annoying parent, but I, I don't want to just give him like some like, I, I, I want it to be kind of fun for both of us, right? And so like, what's the game that has no enemies at all that is, is fun or whatever? So anyway, I don't know. We were just plinking around and I actually turned on um, Super Metroid, which mm-hmm. sounds like a terrible choice because, of course, it's all like scary caverns with enemies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the whole, if you remember, the whole first part of the game is just wandering around, right? Like kind mm-hmm. of, right? Like you, you go through, like I fought the dragon thing, obviously, at the start. Um, yeah. Or the Metro, whatever. the, the Ridley. Yeah. Um, and then I, we kind of ran out of the exploding base together. But then after that, there's like a good long period of just wandering around with no enemies. So just letting yeah. him wander through there. It was a lot of fun for him, I guess. Um. Um, I, I should throw it out there. Actually, uh, I beat Illusion of Gaia over nice. um, the uh, the long Thanksgiving weekend, over like three long late nights. Actually, hmm. um, I, I think you. I thought you had beat it even before that. No, uh, so it's a three. You may or may not know, or may or may not care, but um, it's like there's like Soul. Uh, it's weird. Soul Blazer. Yeah, in Japan it's Soul Blader. <laughs> in English, it's Soul Blazer. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Blader sounds worse. Anyway, that's probably why they changed it. But anyway, Soul Blazer and then Illusion of Gaia and then uh, Terranigma um, is the three-part series. And so I'd beaten Soul Blazer a million years ago, but I kind of grew up with Illusion of Gaia a little bit. I just never got really far in it. Um, I, I recognized the the uh, artwork on the cover, but I don't think I ever actually played it. Yeah. It was it, it was one of those ones that I really wanted to rent, but 
for whatever reason, I rented um, some Merlin game instead. Merlin game. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I would give it a rating of okay. <laughs> I would give it a rating of n- nostalgia uh, backed interest and little more. Um, it was okay. I felt like it was one of those games where like, it's yet another one of those games where it just didn't really live up to its potential. Like they had some cool ideas. I mean, one of the key things is that this this kid can like, he has this power he's born with to move objects. Mm-hmm. And so at the start of the game, you, you have to like do it a little bit just to like figure, like it's like one of those almost like tutorial-y things where it's like it just proves you know how to do it. And then you have to do it in front of your friends and they're all like, wow. And then you barely use it in the game at all, at all. Hmm. Um, you can kind of use it uh, as a convenience thing just to like get items you can't reach. But like to solve puzzles and stuff, it's like barely, barely, barely in the game. For the most part, the game is just like, kind of a, a fairly straightforward like action rpg thing it had something mm. interesting things about it i guess um but yeah i, I don't know it was just okay it's short that was nice nice yeah it looked interesting i uh i don't know that i'll ever make time for it uh i'm looking I... at screenshots and stuff of it right now it, it, it looks super nostalgic <laughs> that's it. yeah that's it, that's it. I, I wouldn't probably prioritize it um it was kind of pretty the music was again like i said nostalgic because i i grew up with it a bit but yeah uh there was another game i also remembered wanting to rent at the same time a secret of evermore (laughs) yeah (laughs) did you ever get around to playing it no no the two of those were always on my like super nintendo bucket list Hmm. but uh, i sold my super nintendo ages ago and I don't know. It's uh, I, I might Sad. have to. <laughs> Secret of Evermore was like the bastard child, right? Because I remember at the time being very like, there was kind of a, I mean, it, this totally doesn't exist in any form today. But at the time, there was this like kind of thing where like the games from Japan were good, but the games from like the Western companies were bad, like, like mm-hmm. idea, I guess, especially on the consoles. Like it was more like, like, you know, American companies make, computer games and all the best console games come from japan whatever and like i remember you had like um final fantasy usa which was so obviously mm-hmm. worse than like final fantasy 4 and 6 and you had uh you had secret of evermore which was like the i forget what studio or whatever but it was made in the west somewhere kind of like using the engine from uh uh, uh secret of mana right yeah and like everyone liked to hate on it but it's, it was a really neat game i thought actually um i i haven't beaten it but i i wouldn't mind going back to it uh, I have to double check because I think that thematically it loops right back in. Oh yeah, that's uh, Jeremy Sewell, the the composer, did Secret of Evermore. Oh, he did. I had no idea. <laughs> who, wow. who who also did the music for Guild Wars, <laughs> and wow. and and most notably did not do the music for the Kickstarter that I was <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll never, of course. Yeah. Yes. oh man i find it funny when like i mean if you're like some kind of you know up and coming what's the word i'm looking for i don't know amateur not really no name value person and you do a kickstarter and you don't deliver on it you know okay that Mm. that's still we could talk about why that sucks and stuff but when you're like a big name person and you don't deliver on your kickstarter it's just kind of like what (laughs) to me like i mean (laughs) don't you have like 
like imagine they had kickstarted uh, Shenmue 3 and, and just, just not <laughs> <laughs> I mean I know things fall through at companies and whatever but like it just feels like as a as a working professional you would have like the right scheduling and, and partnerships and people working with you that like once a successful kickstarter went through it was it's just now on your schedule and I don't know it's just weird to me right you're not just some some 17 year old in, in your basement and then you don't finish the game in time for university and you just drop it or something right yeah, assuming it's, it's a game. Uh, um, I don't. I don't know. To to be fair, though, uh, if Mighty Number no. Nine had have been uh, not followed through on, that might have been better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least we got to meet him, though. Yeah, yeah, I got my autograph tie. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> so uh, we yeah. were going to talk about the best and worst things this year, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I played fifty one games. Um, so what's what's the best thing that you played fifty one games, or is there any game in there that was like, man, I'm gonna play this again? Let me uh, let me dig up my actual list here. You know, uh, the one thing without looking at my list that stood out the most to me that I keep thinking about all year long is uh, uh, Near Automata. Yeah, that was a a really good game. Cool. Cool. I know you uh, you brought it up a few times. Um, yeah, I played... Uh, so so here's a list of the ones that I, I did. Uh, Shovel Knight, King of Cards, What Remains of Edith Finch, mm-hmm. Bugsnacks, Hades, Snipperclips Plus, The Last Guardian, which... Last Guardian was an amazing game with like some of the worst controls I've ever played. Uh <laughs> I, um, I I will cautiously recommend that to anyone who loves games. Those don't. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I might have a hard time with that one. My uh, my wife and kid both watched a lot of it and and really enjoyed watching it. Like the 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 big animal that follows you around in that is like so lifelike and it's it's a really stunning game that controls so, awfully so you uh, you you took the hit and to have to actually play it so that they yeah. would have the pleasure of uh watching it yeah yeah my my kid actually played a little bit of that uh but then uh like it's it's not rated for kids so we looked into the plot a little bit and uh, and saw that things uh, get dark and so we encouraged him to stop playing while he was uh still enjoying it as opposed to getting to the point where he was going to... People are dying. Yeah. Uh, Cyber Shadow was the next game after that, which was really <laughs> yeah. solid. Yep. Uh, I think I think you've uh, put an hour or two into that one. A little bit, yeah. Uh, Near Automata. I, I very heavily recommend that. It's one of the most unique games I've ever played, and the music is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually one that I, I really didn't uh, anticipate enjoying. Um, why is it's, that uh, it's it's got like this um french sexy french made fighting robot associated as the main character and i just kind of discredit it or di- based on that premise all on its own it, it looked like it was like a, a cheap um fan service game and i kind of didn't anticipate it being that good um they notoriously had bugs 
that make the game kind of unplayable on PC. And you, you, the only way to play, they never patched it. The, the only way to play it was through like fan patches. <laughs> and, okay. So I just had like this really bad impression of uh, of the game. Um, but I kept seeing it recommended over and over and over. And so I finally picked it up uh, when I got the PS5. Because... Um, the console versions were supposedly uh, patched and worked good. It was just the Steam version that sucked. Hmm. So um, I, I recommend it. Cool. Very Mega cool. Man 4, 5, 6, Uncharted 4, which was great. Firewatch, Ghost of Tsushima, I really loved. Uh, Bloodstained, uh, Paper Mario Origami King. Finally got around to Dirge of Cerberus, uh, a game called Alba, which was... Uh, I don't know cute. that one. That's an indie game that was uh, came out in I think like Novemberish of last year. Uh, it's 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 fun. It's like a, a little girl on a summer vacation trying to save her town um, by taking pictures of wildlife. Uh, uh, cool. <laughs> it was fun. Um, cool. The Last Campfire, which was made by uh, the the makers of No Man's Sky, hmm. um, was all right. Cuphead, Sniper Elite 4, Sabel, Short Hike, Sackboys, Big Adventure, Bowser's Fury. Um, oh God, I, I don't remember how to pronounce any of the kanji, but the um, Downtown Niketsu's historical drama. Yeah. Um, uh, the Beginner's Guide, That Dragon Cancer, Gravity Rush, Potato Man Seeks the Truth, Monster Prom, Potato Castle. Man seeks the truth. <laughs> that, that's your top in the year, though, right? Um, it, it was all right. It was, uh, I, I think I got that one for free mm. with a, one of the Humble Bundles. Um, let me see here. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It cost me 67 cents. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, it was kind of an okay game. It only took an hour to beat. Um, Cool. You and I, you and I then did uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, uh, yeah, yep. which was good. The, there's a, a game that I did get for free via Humble Bundle called Balconing Simulator 2020. Balconing? What is this? <laughs> so, it's actually a very serious topic. Um, every every year, uh, let me look it up. How many people died from? balconing um in 2018 there were six reported balconing accidents british irish and one french um uh, that's that's the first line of google hmm. i still don't know what it is there's 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 a thing where people Balcony. okay yeah people jump off their balconies into pools in hotels <laughs> so they made a game out of it yeah <laughs> And you played the game. How was it? Yeah, I played the game. Uh, it's. Uh, do you remember Quop? No. Quop. Q W O P. Q W O P. It's a. It's. Quop is a 2008 ragdoll-based browser video game created by Bennett Foddy, who uh, you you control an athlete named Quop using the Q W O and P keys, uh, and and you got to make him run by like hitting those keys in order and trying to keep the ragdoll from falling over i'm looking at it now yeah <laughs> so so balconing simulator is kind of the same it's a ragdoll based physics thing your character is drunk 
you have to try to navigate <laughs> them through their apartment to their balcony and then off the balcony and into the pool. Um, I, I, I believe that's like one of those Pac-Man type games. It doesn't actually end, but I put a solid hour into it. <laughs> Call the quits <laughs> and add it to the list. All right. I, I, I think I got like into the, the top 500 scores. Uh, so, so, you know, I, I, I think I deserved to put that on my belt, another notch on my belt. Is there more than, I mean, how big is their <laughs> player base really? Um, I don't know. I think it was like 10,000 or something. Okay. Top 5%. It's not bad. Um, beat, uh, quest for glory. No, not quest for glory. King's quest three and four. And you had already beaten one and two. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I, I like those games for the nostalgic factor, but I, I wouldn't recommend them to anyone. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. I mean, I've never beaten them. I, I think I probably got to. I got really far in five. I know that, and I got really far in six, which was new at the time. So that was like, I don't. Know, what year did that come out? Like ninety five or something? Ninety six? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, I and think, it, I think number four was still in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. And five was like early nineties. Six was like mid nineties, something like that. So it, like, as of becoming aware of King's Quest, I was already like like one, two, three were already like ancient kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> and hard to play. Yeah. Um, they kind of fascinated me, but I don't know if I'd sit through them. They're, they're in so many ways, fantastic, but there's always just like some obscure thing that there's like, I don't understand the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or not necessarily that I don't understand the logic until after I've looked up the solution. Right. Um, like in King's Quest 4, there's a spot where you uh, have to throw a ball at a frog and then the frog will play fetch with you and bring you the ball and then you kiss him and then he gives you his crown and goes away and it turns out that his crown turns people into frogs. So you have to wear the crown at a waterfall and then you'll swim automatically behind the waterfall. <laughs> Right. But but if you try to use that crown anywhere else in the game, it just says there's, you don't have a use for that here. So, so cryptic foolishness it, breaking the whole thing, right? I mean, yeah, ever, th- that's the place everyone would get stuck at. I think so. Pre-internet, like I don't know. There, there's there's just like a couple things like that where I can't think of anything else. Oh yeah, it, there's like you have to swim to an island, uh, and. Mm. Uh, I guess you just have to do some of the stuff by trial and error until you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of, uh, I mean, I've, all my game examples are always ancient, I know, but like Deja Vu yeah. and stuff. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the other one? Shadowgate. Shadowgate, yeah. Yeah, which I, in a way I, I kind of love them, but yeah. I recognize entirely that they're very broken experiences. Some of it yeah. is so, I mean, I don't know. Everything is kind of random, right? You have to try things and half the things you try are going to kill you. Yeah. But like sometimes it's like, I don't know. Like you have to make a choice between two things and you have to use logic based on everything you've learned up to mm-hmm. that point. And there should be hints that kind of give you the right direction. Okay, yeah. go and do it. Sometimes it's like, you know, you have to like take a risk that's obviously risky. Like there'll be like some skeleton and you have to like maybe like swing your sword at the skeleton. Well, he's going to swing it back and kill you. Yeah. Okay, that didn't work. But sometimes it's yeah. like you can go west or north. Which direction do you go? Uh, west. Yeah. You fell off a cliff. You're dead. Like, come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing is like, 
I don't know, lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely love those games. It's and and for the most part they followed through really good. There was just always like one or two things in each of those games that was just like so obscure. Yep. Um King's Quest three there was a boat you you get onto a boat and you're taken prisoner and then you escape and you collect your belongings and that takes something like three minutes to escape and collect your belongings Mm. but the next sequence of the game doesn't start for almost half an hour real time (laughs) so you're just wandering around on this boat for half an hour trying to figure out what is it that i'm missing like what am i supposed to do and it's literally you just have to wait for real world minutes to pass. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, more games that I played. Um, Her Story, which was interesting. Uh, it's like a sequence of videos and, and you, you got to just. It's in a in a way kind of like the King's Quest games where you're like typing in search things it's like there's a library of videos and you can only find five videos at a time by typing a keyword and Mm -hmm. you just got to keep thinking of what the keyword is that will lead you to the next series of videos you haven't watched until you kind of piece it together and then that's it like it's yeah it's it's kind of like a choose your own adventure in a way in that i i haven't given it a fair chance but i did play it for like 10 minutes and get a little frustrated at just like not really knowing what i'm supposed to be doing and just being like yeah it was it was an interesting story yeah, yeah. um and and it wasn't particularly long i have uh that one that one took me three hours to get through so i don't know it was it was worth it but not one that i would go out of my way to recommend to other people either gotcha uh, finally beat an another world um pokemon let's go <laughs> eevee played that with my kid wildfire a game i i helped back on kickstarter uh, a while ago and i'd say wildfire near automata are, are uh and cyber shadow are top three so far of the, cool. game of the year unravel super liminal uh metro actually played super liminal yep played through that start to finish with uh, with my wife what do um, you think it was good um it was it's kind of like Portal or uh, Eddie Chamber or something where it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a first-person puzzle-solving game. And because I'd had a background with those other ones, it, it didn't seem overly complex to me, uh, but still well done. Um, right. it, was, it was fun because I, I let my wife play the majority of it. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see <laughs> how other people play games. Yeah. Especially like different uh, profile of people, like not yeah. whale gamer, not this, not that kind of uh, profile of person. It's probably interesting. Yeah, um, Metroid: Samus Returns on 3DS was uh, uh, probably my favorite Metroid game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hitman was okay. Super Mario 3D World, Castlevania: Lords of Shadows, Leisure Suit Larry Three, I think. Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry Three. That was another one which. Um, I've always, I guess, kind of the same where I was saying that I, I looked down on Near Automata before playing it. <laughs> right. Uh, I was kind of the same way with the Leisure Suit Larry games. Like they, they, they the subject matter is kind of uh, a 
big joke. Stupid. <laughs> I kind of grew up with that too, which is funny because it's it's adult adult themed or whatever, yeah. right? But um, um, but but as far as like text parsing puzzle games go, it's mm-hmm. uh, pretty good. There were, again, a couple obscure puzzles. Uh, Metroid did I, Dread. Did I did I tell you my uh, Leisure Suit Larry story? Yes. Yes, about okay. uh, <laughs> the quiz. <laughs> the quiz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You've, anyway, you've told our guests that story, I think, on two different occasions. So. Yeah, it's still awesome. <laughs> uh, Metroid Dread was a lot better than I expected it to be. I I ended up hundred uh, percenting that on normal mode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's unfortunately similar to Metroid Fusion, but also. Uh, very fortunately like super metroid so uh it's it's worth it fortunately and unfortunately like super metroid i'm not sure i quite follow but i i i thought i said unfortunately like metroid fusion ah okay yes and fortunately like metroid uh, like super metroid yes 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 okay it, it, bl- it blends the two games pretty nicely so the lows are low and the highs are high <laughs> gotcha uh rye star on genesis mm-hmm uh, Blossom Tales, which is a, a Zelda-like game, uh, I played that through with my kid. Recommend that. Uh, Last of Us Part Two. I spent. That was actually a very interesting thing, and I and I almost feel like I should make like a, a whole episode about that with you, because um, I, I sure. th- that's that's a game that I've played incredibly different from any other game I've ever played, like in the way that I actually approached playing the game. Why is that? Or is this? Um, <laughs> This is the new episode. Well, that, that's the episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, but but basically, I took my time with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I, I played that over a period of six months, and I, I never have picked up a game and, and played it in just short sessions like that over a large period of time. And uh, I, I do recommend that method of playing games. Which I'm sure is how the average casual person does it. <laughs> right on. Yeah, happy to happy to follow up. Yeah, uh, and then King's Quest uh, Four and, and Never Alone, and so so that's that's the entirety of it. So so if I if I had to narrow it down to five, I'd say the two Metroids, um, Wildfire, Near Automata, Cyber Shadow. Right on, right on. <laughs> I, uh, I like. I've been trying to get people to play Cyber Shadow at work for like a full on year, and no one will touch it. It makes me really sad. <laughs> Actually, one person did play through it and enjoyed it, and yeah. talked about it with me even, and was asking about parts, uh, and then uh, ultimately left the company. So now I'm alone again. Well, now you need to play Never Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you uh, did you play uh, Panzer Paladin? Not yet, no. No. Uh, as soon as I finish Guild Wars two. <laughs> um, you got a gun for game number fifty two, right? Um, it, it's okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not in love with it. Uh, I no. think that it's it feels like a fusion of like elements from like a whole bunch of different games, all of which are like recognizable, mm-hmm. and work together fairly nicely. But there's just I don't know something about I don't know. Play it, and then we should talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because I kind of went the other way this year, right? Like I've been trying to draw a lot. I've been, I don't know. Unfortunately, work has been kind of overwhelming, which has been uh, affecting me somewhat. But like I, uh, I've, uh, I kind of had that goal early in the year to play less games mm-hmm. <laughs> this year and refocus my efforts on other things. And 
in a weird way that's gone well like i mean i'm actually happy to be doing exactly that um and then when i do play games it's like it, it feels like this fresh fun experience again if that makes sense like it's kind of weird mm-hmm. right i mean i've gone I, i've had long periods of my life very much like what your year was like i guess when it's like i would just always be playing something and uh be going through many many games and like really excited about it but i don't know i just this year i kind of wanted to just chill a little bit um it's interesting because like part of it is it's not like a dislike of games or something it's just i don't know it's it's fun to rediscover things i guess uh in a weird way maybe as an adult i'm just so randomized all the time i just need to kind of shuffle through my focuses so um of the games i did play it's funny because i didn't i don't know i don't know that i none of the games i played this year really except maybe cyber shadow I really did enjoy, but n- no other game really like registers on like, you know, my, like, oh man, I'm going to remember mm-hmm. this forever list or whatever, like, like anything like that. Um, and uh, I still managed to sneak in like increasingly more like just melee time here and there. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. aware of uh, Project Slippy, what that is. Um, no. It's yeah, it's basically just uh, someone built this, this, I guess, like layer on top of, um, it's probably based on Dolphin, but okay. So Dolphin is like a GameCube emulator, yep. and then like people people use that to play Melee, and then Project Slippy is the software on top of it that actually changes how the game works and adds like a net networking interface and makes it really easy to play online with random people and with your friends and stuff. So anyway, I, I do that. I play online a little bit just to practice, and, you know, whatever. But um, I I play against my uh my workmates who we used to play in the office all the time, and so now we can just kind of you know throw a, a couple games on every few nights or whatever um and just play for like 15 minutes to blow off some steam uh and it's been really fun so uh i i don't know I, I really miss i mean i think i say this a lot but like what i often what i i'm looking for out of games is probably a little different than some of what you're looking for like when you talk about playing uh last of us two over six months or whatever like i would just never do that i would just never ever do that. like i like uh the social experience i like the like the, the crunchy like game bits and like thinking mm-hmm. and making decisions and stuff you know a story kind of based game is i can totally appreciate but it's just not as much something i'm like enthralled with i guess and so um well i mean it, the the to be fair there is a lot of gameplay to that like it's not it's not purely a chapter book like there's you you can play that either like aggressively trying to take on everything and dodge everything uh, in hand to hand combat, or you can do like stealth stuff where you're sneaking up on everything. And uh, sure, uh, I'm sure it's. I mean, I'm not going to make any judgment without yeah. without playing it, <laughs> and I know yeah. it's it's well received as a game. Yeah. Um, and like again, I know you you play tons of stuff. I'm not saying that that's all yeah, you yeah, do. I'm yeah. just saying like there's there's different i guess like focus points for me when it comes to gaming and so kind of refining those like more like social social fun Mm -hmm. things or like these really like uh i don't know i don't know what the right description is like to me melee is like this really well put together competitive game where it's like Mm -hmm. the choices you make every choice is so important that kind of thing and so that's a lot of fun for me um yeah so i kind of don't i don't know i guess that that as as maybe like pointless as it is that effort to kind of just reevaluate my time i think it went reasonably well um and i enjoyed cyber shadow uh there's yeah. a lot of like i didn't play through as many games this year but there's a lot of games i kind of found that i i really enjoyed like dabbling in like i'd still like to go back and finish off or like play through uh snatcher at some point <laughs> seems <laughs> ridiculous uh yeah. but kind of ridiculously fun like uber you know late 80s early 90s whatever cyber like japanese animation type game thing yeah, yeah, yeah. um 
and I I actually became kind of frustrated and stopped playing it, but I, I would like to go back through uh, Into the Breach. Um, yeah, it's uh, on my list to do someday. Yeah, it's fun, but it's also like it's permadeath. Yeah, and it's like losing a character, at least in the time I was playing, is really kind of a huge hindrance, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially like I don't know. Well, the other thing too is it's easy to like lose all your characters. Yeah. Like it's not really like Final Fantasy Tactics, say, where like I mean it's kind of hard to lose a character because they're easy to resurrect and stuff. But still, you might go through like this really tough battle and like lose a character. I find yeah. in Into the Breach, it's like the odds of losing a character are depending as you get into the harder parts. Like basically losing one character means there's no way you're going to win because they're just going to yeah. obliterate you. So you kind of lose everybody, right? And then I mean, that's I, it. You have to, yeah. FTL was a lot like that too, right? Yeah, FTL was more fast-paced. I found like this one's a little more like considering. Like there's a lot of thoughtfulness that goes into every decision. So I find FTL where you're frantically moving the characters around and doing stuff all the time. When you do die, it's like ah, right. But this one, it's like it's like losing at a long chess game or something, right? And then right. having to restart just to get to the like because you want to get to the next level. Like, it's, it's like all that sitting there thinking and analyzing, but you still right. lost all your characters. There's, there's, I, you know, it is what it is. It's, I actually find it a fun game, but I just kind of at some point was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I remember <laughs> I was drinking a coffee and playing it, and uh, there's, there's no like once you submit your moves, it just goes right, and there's like mm-hmm. a button. I forget what button it was on my keyboard, spacebar or something. So I was so carefully analyzing the situation and trying to set it up because I was pretty sure I could do it. And my son walked in, and like was asking what I was playing, and bumped the coffee cup, and it fell over and hit the spacebar. That's sending all the moves, <laughs> which I think at the time was like one character go here and the other characters aren't ready yet. And so, of course, that messed everything up and they obliterated my whole party and ruined the whole like 10 hours of gameplay right there, then done, gone, because my son knocked the copy <laughs> up. I was sitting there without saying anything and I literally just turned it off and uninstalled the game. I was so pissed off. <laughs> Just like well, that, just he knocked the coffee cup over and it ruined the ten hours. Like, boom! This, this is this is why you don't take kids into combat. Oh man, or into anything, man. <laughs> right? <sighs> yep. All right. <laughs> uh, well, I think we're running uh, running tight up on, on time that, here. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, well, happy. I mean, it's still kind of early, but uh, this is yeah, kind yeah. of a wrap up of the season. Um, yep. So happy end of 2021. Glad we all yep. survived it. Yep. Uh, any, big, any big dreams for 2022? Uh, yeah, I got my list of games. <laughs> <laughs> Equals dreams. Uh, I'm. I'm actually. Uh, I'm. I'm planning on less games. Uh, oh, really? But wow. but uh, when I say less, it's still looking like it might be around 500 hours what's um, uh, what's the motivation for that um you know i wasn't actually going into this year planning on playing as many hours as i did it, <laughs> uh, it, and then you rolled with it it just kind of happened like part of it was like i was researching mechanics for work yeah. and stuff so mm-hmm. you know th- th- there's some of that stuff might also expand again in the future but um i ended up with it looks like close to 700 hours that i put into games this year which is mm. more than i've put in any other year mm-hmm. um and i don't know i i i want to just take my time and enjoy some of these things <laughs> uh, coming back to my more. world a little bit a, a little bit a little bit yeah yeah um, yeah. But but uh, I am finally hoping to uh, to get through Final Fantasy VII remake. 
Oh, right on. Right on. Very cool. Very cool. I actually haven't thought too much about next year. It's kind of weird. We have, so we signed a two year lease. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, like, it's not like my life plans are tied to like where I'm living or something, but it's kind of, it, we just had this thought. It's like, well, let's just yeah, chill yeah, here yeah. for two years and then like think about our future at that point. And for some reason, just like in my mind, I locked 2021, uh, 2022 in as like just this year that's just going to be just more of this. So I don't yeah. want to just like waste the well, year. But but, uh, I mean, Omicron is coming. Yeah, soon. yeah, yeah. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way where we have yearly leases in mm -hmm. uh, in Montreal. So around January, yeah. every, oh, January every year, I start thinking about like, okay, am I, is this the year that I'm going to break my lease? And if so, what are my options? Because I what, what's the I have time? to. Uh, it's the uh, July first every year, mm. but you have to put in notice by the end of March if you're going to break the lease. Wow, that's crazy. So that? so. Every January, February, I'm like, okay, am What's I going plan? to put in a notice? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, well, we had, uh, I don't know, the, I guess the owner was thinking about selling, kind of, which is why we pushed for a two-year lease, plus, like, land prices are going crazy. So that saved us from being, like, uh, having a rent increase thrown on us. Right. Um, so unless, like, the economy crashes and land prices dwindle or something, I don't know, it seems like a win for us. Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that'll make this so we had originally we owned a house at one point and we lived there for three and a half years but as of so we had a one-year lease and then a two-year lease on this place so this will be this will be the second longest i've ever been in one place outside of like my parents house i grew up in this is the longest i've been yeah, anywhere I think said. <laughs> uh, and it's it's really weird it, it it doesn't stop being weird <laughs> it's weird for me too I, it's so weird being like not moving i don't know Yep. I hear you. I, hear you. I gotta run, so yep. I'm gonna run. But uh yeah. Happy uh, something, I don't know. Okay. Well the, I'll I'll see you next year. We're gonna take the next uh, few weeks off from uh yeah. from podcasting, even though it's been a successful thirty episode run for the season. Yeah, not bad. With, uh, All right, man. An ever increasing uh list of audience members. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I can't think of a joke. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. See you next year. Cool. Yeah, see you next year.